Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about Viktor Frankl and what he has to do with the fundamental issue in therapy. Now, now, now. A question from a listener. Again, thank you guys for these. Animus at AnimusEmpire.com. This one is specifically about Viktor Frankl, logotherapy. Isn't it just another form of CBT? So if you haven't heard of logotherapy or Viktor Frankl, you've probably heard of the book Man's Search for Meaning if you're in this corner of YouTube. And what logotherapy is, I think quite literally, it's meaning through therapy. It's about uh, developing meaning for your life. Not about power, but about meaning. Which maybe leads to some discrepancy be between me and Franco. I mean, we may get to it, it doesn't matter. So this listener asks, isn't this just a form of cognitive behavioral therapy? Isn't this just a cognitive technique? Going through your past and creating new meaning around past, perhaps traumatic events. And so if this is just a form of CBT, why would I have ever talked about him in a positive light? Because my nemesis is CBT. Well, really, we're going to be the nemesis to CBT ultimately. So how could I ever possibly like um, Viktor Frankl? Well, well, first of all, I just want to say I don't know too much about Viktor Frankl. I, I know the gist. I've read Man's Search for Meaning. That's about it. Um, but even if... Viktor Frankl would uh, ascribe cognitive techniques and therapy. That doesn't mean he can't be helpful. That doesn't mean he talks about psychological concepts that we cannot uh, learn from. But first of all, simply ascribing meaning to a past event, is this necessarily a cognitive technique? Is this a CBT technique? Uh, not necessarily. What a cognitive technique would be is, let's say going through a past event, a past traumatic event, let's say your dad beat you up when you were five. He hit you when you were five, and now that you have issues with anger, with resentment, um, dealing with authority, and you want to go and ascribe new meaning to this event so it no longer affects you. Well, a cognitive technique would be to, for example, ask yourself, you know, is it ever the case that somebody who's gotten beat up when, by their dad when they were five, and a lot of people have gotten beaten up by their dad when they were five, has that ever been the case that one of these people have not gone on to live the life that they want to live? Has it ever been the case that, these, that one of these people have um, not resolved this issue? And you can sit there and think, well, no, of course not. I mean, people have gone through way worse than being beat up by their dad when they were five and gone on to, yeah, live the life that, that they want to live. So that would, like a cognitive reframe, that's more of a technique. Or whenever you feel resentful about how your dad beat you up when you were five, uh, just think of a happy memory or think of a good time with your dad or, or think of your children or your wife or your family now and how that kind of physical abuse at least doesn't go on now. You know, just replace that memory, replace that emotion, replace that thought of being beat up by your dad with a positive thought now. That is a cognitive technique. Now, just get over it. It's in the past, right? It's, it can't affect you now. Well, just because it's in the past and maybe you can't technically do anything about whether your dad beat you up, you can do something about that issue that he instilled in you when he did beat you up. And that's what we do here, right? Processing emotions. But, um, yeah, so I don't know exactly what if Frank would go so far as to do one of these cognitive techniques as opposed to just talking through an issue and even just talking, you know, just giving voice. I know that's such a lame way of putting it. Just giving voice to an issue. That alone gives a lot of meaning to it. You know, I think creating a narrative for your life gives a lot of meaning. Uh, processing emotions, just be becoming aware of them, it naturally instills meaning in the event in your life. The more you talk about it, 
the more you can connect. So I don't know if, if again, if Wrinkle did the CBT technique, I don't know if he did the more, organ, the more organic psychoanalytic approach, more of the approach that we take here. But look, this does call attention to the fundamental issue in psychology, in therapy, that a lot of people don't really get. Therapy is not about doing one thing as opposed to another. That's not what psychology is about. That is ethics. That is philosophy. In therapy, it's how do you get, how do you change your behavior? Like what process do you need to engage in to change your behavior in the way that you want? Like responsibility. Everybody knows, again, if you're on this corner of the internet, you, you probably know that taking responsibility is good. It is healthy for you. It is more likely going to give you the life that you want. So why is it that people still have a difficult time doing it? Why, why, why do I still have a difficult time doing it? Because it's not just about taking responsibility. Really what taking responsibility is, it's more of like a seven or eight step process and it involves talking through your emotions in a certain way, in a certain helpful way. Um, and that's what a lot of psychologists, honestly, they just don't really speak to. I mean, there's really good psychologists out there who I've learned a lot from. Rollo May, Albert Bandura, uh, Viktor Frankl. Again, I, I don't know if he does this, but, you know, and they don't understand this. Pro they, they talk about concepts in psychology that are really important, just like meaning is a really important concept in psychology. And they can talk about it in a bunch of different ways, and then it'll help you paint a picture of how important this concept is, but that still doesn't mean they are technically psychologists. They are technically therapists or, or psychiatrists. They still could just be philosophers. Like if all Viktor Frankl says is meaning is important, but he doesn't lay out a specific way to develop meaning in your life, he does to some degree. Well, then he's technically not a therapist. Doesn't make him, uh, yeah, makes him less helpful overall because it's ultimately somebody can be right. It's important to have meaning in your life, but it's not really helpful if they don't show you how uh, to do it. Uh, but this is, I think, what really separates the uh, men from the boys, as we say, in therapy, <laughs> in psychology, uh, which, you know, for psychology, you're really saying something, right? Uh, and this is what Jung gets, because Jung gets that there is a process for behavior change. And I know I've talked about this before. Jung's process is, in a sense, anamnesis dreams. I mean, anamnesis being just talking through an issue looking at dream content, anima integration, emotional integration, um, archetypes. Not that you make the archetypes conscious, but the, the, the contents of the archetypes, you make that conscious. And then from doing these four things, you create a, a, a self, a capital S self. He's not just saying go out and create a self. He's saying, no, you got to do these specific things based on the nature of your psychology, and then you can attain individuation, psychological wholeness, capital S Self. And, you know, that's what we do here at Animus. We don't just tell you what's important. We do. I, I think developing meaning is, is important. I don't think it's mutually exclusive to power, as maybe Frankel would imply. Again, I don't know. I haven't read too much about him. If I'm wrong about that, let me know in the comments. Um, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I, I don't think meaning is mutually exclusive with power. I think the more power you, or the more meaning you have in your life, in, in a sense, the more awareness you have of emotional issues, the more of an effect. That, you know, not that you have control over the environment necessarily, but the more of a cause and effect, healthy relationship between you and, and reality. The more meaning you have for your life, right? The more you process emotions, you're going to have more of a sense of personal power. Maybe not in the same sense of what. Nietzsche meant and will the power 
that's for another video. But yeah, that's what we work on here. I mean, look, we, we take what Jung did and go the next step. We get really specific about what the anamnesis is, about what the emotional integration is. Here's how you talk about emotions. And yeah, here's the emotions you talk about, first of all. Here are the different aspects of the emotions you talk about, and here specifically how to do it. We talk about how to create a narrative for your life, specifically how to do it. And the more you do it, the more you engage in this process. It's not some combination lock. It's, this is an iterative scientific process of you put the work into these steps. And I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you are going to have more meaning. You are going to have a more sense of a personal power. You are going to be able to take responsibility for your life more and more and you don't have to force yourself to do it. You don't have to wait for the next Jocko Willink video to do it. It is going to happen naturally. That is what we work on here. We do free consultations, animusempire.com slash schedule. Thank you guys for watching. And remember, just because somebody may be correct, just because somebody may be right, does not mean they are helpful.